Blog Talk Radio.
right, welcome to another edition of the Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we shine the light. All right, welcome to the Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we shine the light on issues impacting the urban community. This is episode 90, and tonight we have a jam-packed show. We have a lot to talk about. Um. We are going to talk about a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'm going to give you the show breakdown, but before we do, I want to go to the line and see who we have online right now joining us tonight. Uh, Let's see. All right, Michael, is this you? On 765650? No, it's Kane. Oh, okay. Hey, Kane, what's going on? I knew that number looked familiar, but it looked different. So, yeah, we want to thank you for coming on. I've been, I know it's been a long time. I know you've been having a lot, a lot going on, and, and a lot of things have changed for you. So, how have you been? I've been doing pretty well. And you? I've been doing pretty well. Just busy with work and living life in general. Can't complain. You know, just uh, wanted to get on here tonight. And do a little show. Um, just wanted to let everybody know if you're listening live, we do have the chat room open. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, I think the show is featured tonight, so feel free to join us in chat. If you would like to talk directly to us, and if you have any questions or comments, feel free to give us a call at 646 915 8200. I'm just going to give you a little bit of news of what's going on and what we plan on doing in the future. Um, I believe we're going to, uh, well, next week we're going to have a pre-recorded show. We won't be on live next week, but we will be having a pre-recorded show airing. And I believe that that show will be um, entitled, Do You Really Know Your Man? And this is a show that we aired back in 2011, and I think it's one of our popular shows. I know people still talk about it. I know people that really follow us still talk about it. It was a really good show. I, I aired it. It was a two-part show, so I kind of kind of edited it down into an hour. So we're going to hit on some of the high points of that show. But really in that show, we're going to discuss men living double lives, and we're going to talk about women that are in relationships with these men that are living double lives, whether that's them living on a download, them cheating on you, or having past that you don't know. Like a lot of people are getting in relationships with these men, or and it's not even just the men. Like you, I guess this can go both ways, but really people are getting in relationships with people they don't really know who they are laying up with. So we're going to really talk about that coming up here Next week, you know, if you know a woman that's in a relationship and, you know, and, and it's, it's something that you would like for them to know about getting out of a, an abusive relationship, they definitely need to hear about that. Cause we're going to talk about abuse, abusive relationships as well. So definitely tune in next Thursday night. I believe that's going to be on the 8th. And um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Also, coming soon, we're going to have our own 
a website we're working on that right now. So be on the lookout for that. I'm planning on having that done within the next month. And as time goes, we're going to develop the website and stuff like that. So I know some people have been asking about that. So we're going to get that up and going. And on that website, we're going to have – it's going to be pretty much a one-stop type of deal where you can get our our live podcast as well as news of what's going on, upcoming shows. And also we're going to be having some written blogs as well on that site. So I'm really excited about that, and I will be letting you guys know more about that as that day approaches. Also, we will be um, – let's see what else we have going on. Oh, yeah don't, yeah, don't forget we do have a YouTube channel, and you can find us at www.youtube.com slash UCOFW. You can join our social media pages. We do have something under the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writer. Um, I really want to do an actual Facebook page where we can add people because someone gave me a good idea you know, at work today of actually having a like an actual YouTube page, like where you know you can add friends and this, that, and the other. And I think people will actually go to that and will be expecting when they see posts from us, they'll actually pay attention to those posts versus me putting it up on my page, you know. So. We're going to try some things and stuff like that, and that's that's pretty much it. I'm still um, getting some stuff set up. We're going to go to another quick song, and um, I'm still waiting on some of my, uh, some of my uh, cast to come on here. So we're just going to go to another quick song and hope. Hopefully we'll get some more people in the room. Once again, that number to call in if you're listening live and you would like to comment on any of the topics that we're going to be discussing tonight, that number is 646-915-8200. Just spread the word. I did put up a live. uh, Well, I did put up the link to the show. You can click on that link to listen live. And also, uh, you guys can also go back and listen to those shows on demand or any of our shows from from when we started up to now. So I don't think a lot of people know that. I think you can, you can download those shows as well. So we're going to go to some Bryson Tiller, and we'll see what else we, you know, we'll go from there. But just keep it locked on the Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. Complicated for me I hope she's waiting for me 
Everywhere she go, they play my songs. That's why I say the things that I say that way. I know you can't ignore me. But so, so, yeah. So give me all of you in exchange for me. Just give me all of you in exchange for me. For me. Break it down. Yes, sir. Check. We used to lay up and then stay up, have sex and then blow dang. I shouldn't have played no games with you, just leveled up my brain. Last time I saw you win street, that was strange. Guess there's nothing I could do. Man, it's true. X has changed. Yeah. Hey. Guess you changed for the better. Better. I know you know how to make me jealous. I was never loyal, let you tell it, yo. But I'm ready to fix it if you ready, baby. So, so. Yeah. So give me all of you in exchange for me. Just give me all of you in exchange for me. For me. For real, Sean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Is you at two keys or ten roof? Turn up we until we just getting loose. Baby, I'm low-key feeling you. Don't be cynical and fuck you over. Wanna fuck you over. And again, the truth is I ain't really here to start problems. Girl, I swear to God, them hoes can't never say they got him. Know how bad you want to tell them, don't try him. I don't want to tell them, let's surprise them. I don't want to get into it, why you stressing them? I've been driving back and forth from Louisville to Lexington. Mileage on the whip, got your ass in my grip. College, make you want to strip. Nah, girl, I got a job for you Swear to God, I could do a lot for you Saw you strolling through the campus, I had to stop for you I was scrolling through the gram, girl, I had to follow you Say what's up with you You got my soul All right, we are back. That was Bryson Tiller Exchange. I believe he's from Indianapolis, so he's he's a new up-and-coming artist. So, yeah, I just want to send a shout-out to him. Um, I think we just have Michael join the line, and we also have Kane online as well. So we just want to welcome both of you guys to the show tonight. We have a Thank lot you. to discuss. Uh, so, Michael, I know you just joined the line. So, um, how's your evening going? Uh, it's going. That's <laughs> about as best as I can say. A little bit under yeah. the weather tonight. Not so well. <laughs> yeah. So, can you both of you guys hear me pretty well? Um, so I'm on my microphone, so I just wanted to make sure you guys could hear yeah, me. Sounds, sounds great. Oh, clear. Okay, good. Um, Kane, I know it's been a while since you joined us on the show. So I just was wondering, um, did you have anything that you've noticed or seen in the media or anything that you like, um, would like to share tonight? Cause I know you, you, you know, you're pretty much into a lot of different things. So I didn't know if you had anything that you wanted to discuss tonight or that you seen interesting in the, um, news media this or recently or this, you know, the past week or so. Um, how ludicrous was it that uh, Trump went to Mexico to speak with Pena? Yes. 
I've seen that, man. I've seen, I've seen, I was watching CNN on uh, my break yesterday at work, and I've seen how, I, I believe the former president there was pretty that much, was he was, out, yes, he was very outspoken on the fact that the people of Mexico and like him, himself and the people of Mexico were not thrilled about him coming there. And he pretty much all out said that he is not welcome in Mexico. And I guess he was coming to speak on uh, immigration issues, dealing with immigration and stuff like that. And kind of, I guess trying to campaign and all that stuff. But yeah, they were not very pleased about him visiting Mexico and pretty much I feel that that's rightfully so I mean considering some of the disparaging remarks he has made about Mexicans and the people of Mexico I I cannot really disagree with them feeling that way yeah um, excuse me Um, pretty much no one can understand why Pena invited him I mean, maybe we can understand why he would invite Clinton, but inviting Trump, considering Trump's stance about making Mexico pay for the wall and, uh, yeah. and, and the racist remarks he's made about Mexicans, um, uh, I, think, I think it was on the Young Turks they said that uh, Trump has a 2% approval rating from Mexicans. And oh, yeah. uh, a friend of mine... A friend of mine on Facebook, she she is Mexican, and she said, "What the f is Trump doing yeah. in our country? We don't want him here." Yeah. So it. So do you feel? Let me ask you this, Kane. Do you feel at this point that he's just trying to do some version of damage control? He realizes that. Um. He realizes that he has pretty much dug himself into a ditch and now he's trying to dig himself out. Do you think that he's he's going through this? Do you think it's genuine or do you think he's just doing some version of damage control? Trump is a clown. It's disingenuous. Um, um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because he flip-flops so much. How, how can we say what he, his actual intentions and, and, and whatnot are. And mm-hmm. he only just recently hired professional campaign managers, and they're trying to get rid of the, the, the other clowns that, are, that have been following him for the past year. And um, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. it's, it's hard to say. What, what can we say about this guy uh, other yeah. than he's a clown? But you know, and we've we discussed this in previous shows. It's really amazing that he has even made it this far. Like it's it's it really kind of I don't want to say it's troublesome, but it's very very just just amazing how he's even made it this far in the campaign. We're going on this is September now, so we have October. Pretty much in the next two months, we will be. Um, in election season where we're going to be having to go out here and cast our votes. And it's just really, just really amazing to me that he has made it this far. I, I thought when he first, when they, you know, when he first came out and said he was going to run, I thought it was just a gimmick. I didn't, I thought he would have dropped out early, but no. Yeah. Cause he's he done this before. This 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's done this before where he's like hinted at uh, running for office and just mm-hmm. didn't didn't do anything. And I don't know. I mean, um, I you know this. I don't know where you would like this conversation to go, but this brings to mind to me something that I've been thinking a lot about recently over the past month is, uh-huh. you know, voting, voting for the lesser evil. I mean, yeah. We have some other options. We have some other options. Jill Stein. Um, what's his name? Uh-huh. Greg, uh, uh, Gregory, the, the, the libertarian guy. God, I Gary Owens. Not, right not, not, not Gary, Gary Owens. Owens. That's the don't. Yeah. <laughs> I said very old. That's the door comedian. I, I'm yeah, I, yeah. I don't know where my mind it went, but yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've been yeah. seeing these options as well. Yeah, I've been seeing more people, um, um, starting to explore these options. So yeah, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. there, there, there was uh, a really good article by. Uh, My mind is just drawing a blank on a lot of things today. Uh, uh, a political and uh, philosophical uh, author, he writes, or uh, gosh, I can't think of his name, but he he made a pretty good argument for why we should vote for the lesser of uh, three or lesser of two evils. Let me see if I can't mm. find that that article okay. here while you talk to uh, Michael. Yeah. Um, I think Michael he had to. Well, I think Michael he had to step out. Well, he had he's still online, but he had to um, take an important call. But go ahead and find that article, and um, yeah, just look for that. But yeah, pretty much like we've been talking about that on the show um, the past several weeks about the voting for the the lesser of two evils, and I think that this is a, an election year where anything can happen. Because I know a lot of people on both sides of the aisle are very dissatisfied with the options that we currently have. And I feel that I think a lot of people are going to either sit out or they feel like they have to vote for the blessed or two evil. It's just going to be but, – but you have to look at the other options we have as well. I think this is a year where – a third party candidate could come in and if not win, I mean, they can make a huge getaway like in, in the polls. So I really feel that this is an election year where everybody needs to get informed. And as we mentioned in previous shows, not only do we need to look at the national candidates, but we need to look at local candidates as well, because it doesn't do us any good at looking at national candidates when we are more influenced by um, local politics. We our, our lives, our daily lives are more affected by what's going on in local politics, you know. And I think a lot of people make that mistake by not being informed and being educated about what's going on in their local communities. So I feel not only do we need to look at these national candidates, which is very important, but we also need to take into consideration that we have local representatives that are having a direct impact on our everyday lives. So let's just just keep in mind that we need to be 
educated on all on all ends, you know. So I think that that's something that we really need to to look at. We've been talking about that for weeks now, you know. And I think there's some people out here that I don't want people to listen to the negative naysayers as well. And, and I believe, you know, I know everybody has their own opinions, but we cannot fall into this trap of where, you know, well, since we don't have any good options, we're going to sit this out. You can't sit, we can't sit this out. You have to get registered. You have to get educated. You have to be informed and get out here and vote. That's the only way that we're going to be able to make any impact and make sure that we don't get the wrong person into office. So, I really feel that that's just that's just that's just vital. That's that's something vital that we need to drill into our minds as well as you know unregistered voters, young voters. We need to get them educated, get them out there to the polls, get them you know get like you said. First starts off registration. You got to get registered, registration, um, and dr- drilled into their conscience. And then after that, we have after registration, we have to education. Educate yourselves. You know, we live in an age now where everything's at our disposal as far as information. We can get online. We can research these candidates. We can. I mean, there's too many tools out there for us. As citizens, we don't have to be ignorant. We don't have to wallow in ignorance. We don't have to remain in ignorance. So I believe that that's very important. Get these young people out there. Get them educated. Get them involved. Uh, Go to these rallies. Go to um, these city hall meetings and things like that because that's how change begins. We as a community have to come together. We can't wait on anybody else to make these changes for us. So that's a very good um, story. I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know if you're still looking for that, but we can get back to that. Um, I also want to tell you what else we're going to talk about tonight, if we can get to everything. If not, we'll just hold off on some of these stories. I want to talk about the Colin Kaepernick story and the whole controversy behind him refusing to stand for the national anthem, which leads into the issue of patriotism in this country. Should we all be patriotic? And what does that mean? Also, we're going to talk about Tommy Lauren spewing her ignorance once again when it comes to issues of black Americans. She commented on this, and to me, I'm going to break down some of what she said because I think to me, so much negativity to say about the black community, but you you get your relevance in your viewership from us. So we're going to talk about that. Also, I want to talk about the issue of interracial dating. That's an Essence article that was written a couple of years ago where one talks about or discusses her abuse that she takes from her white partner. So we're going to talk about that. We have a couple entertainment stories I want to touch on. And that's pretty much what we're going to discuss tonight. We're going to uh, talk about the VMA Awards, which I didn't really get to watch them. 
So I didn't know if anybody, you know, would call in and tell us about what they thought. I heard a lot of people said that I guess it was a tribute to Rihanna that night, and they were saying how some of the performances were really good. They said pretty much Beyonce came in there and slayed the girls. She slayed for the children. She she came in there. It was all about Rihanna that night, but when she came on stage, they forgot about Rihanna. That's what I heard. So we're going to touch on that, and that's about it. Now, then, I don't know if, Michael, are you still back online? Are you still online? Or are you yes, still? Uh, yeah, I'm back. Okay. Okay, because I know you have to, to take care of something. All right. Um, yeah, like Kane was saying, and I know we've discussed this on previous shows about people feeling that they have to vote for the lesser of two evils. What is your philosophy behind that, Michael? Do you feel that? We should, is that is that an accurate depiction on what we have going on, do, or do we have options, and should we just settle for one party? I mean, should we be open to looking at other avenues? Well, I think we should always be open to looking at other avenues. I think that's always something we should keep our eyes open to and our minds open to. However, given as the situation would apply for this current presidential election, I assume that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say, my opinion, this late in the game, you know, we've just got about a few months left. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be anybody else. There's not going to be anybody else pop up and be able to be a become a viable candidate this late in the game. Yeah. You know, basically, and I. You know, personally, I think it is a matter of picking the lesser of the two evils. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I kind of like the thought that everybody said, you know, can we push a button for redo <laughs> and do it do it all over? But mm-hmm. honestly, I think in this case, getting this late into the game and looking at what there is, your choice is one or the other. You know, not yeah. voting isn't going isn't going to help. You know, I've heard people talk about write-ins. Well, let's write them in and stuff. You're not going to get enough people to write in to take a presidency. It's just not. And that's happen. a wasted vote. Yeah, that's a wasted vote. Yeah, it is. So unfortunately, as much as I hate, I'm sorry. Go ahead. As much as I hate to admit it, I think at this point it kind of is lesser the two evils. <laughs> but that's my yeah. opinion. Uh huh. So let me ask you this, Michael. Um, so I know, we, like like I said, we brought this up on previous episodes leading up to now. Do you think that a lot of people focus primarily on the presidential election versus the local election? And in your opinion, how important is it for us to look at our local candidates as well and um, seeing what they have to offer? Okay. Well, Yes, it's statistically proven that whenever it's a year that is a presidential election year, that's the years that are the biggest voter turnouts. Um, That just seems to be statistically how it goes. Um, Probably I think that's just because the presidential race garners the most attention and gets the most people involved, I guess, for lack of a better term. I don't know if it's really yeah. getting involved, but it gets the most ten- attention out there, and 
it does get the biggest number of votes. Um, right. Usually in the, the elections, you do have at different times of the year, you know, some are more state, some are more state and federal, and then some are more local. I think you really, if when you consider the power of your vote and what your vote is going to do, if you're first going to make a change, you probably need to first start in your own area. I think at least that's the best place to start out first. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, so really when you're looking at not people that don't vote for the local stuff, they're pretty much doing themselves and their community quite a disservice because, you know, that's that's your home area. You know, you need to be taking some involvement in that and putting a vote out there or supporting a candidate or shoot run for an office yourself. You know. Yeah. But if you're not looking at and considering what's going on on your own local level, and I'll say this too, if you look at local levels, the issues with political parties on more local levels don't really seem to be that big of a deal. And I know there's probably people out there that will argue with me on that, but I can speak of the few towns I've lived in over the years. You look at the local politics in your local town or communities or counties. You know, one, that's awfully important stuff. That's where you live. And two, you know, it seems like if you look at the people on that has, whether they have Democrat or Republican or Independent, regardless of what it is, those labels don't seem to have as big of an impact as you do when you talk about something on the national levels. Yeah. So that's what some things I think that people need to keep in mind and think about in the election season. Yeah, those are some good points, and um, like you, like, and I agree with what you just said. I think that people should look. I don't want to say look less at at you know party or whatever when they're considering local candidates, but just look at where they actually stand and what what they have to offer you as an individual or your family or your community. Mm-hmm. Because like like we like we mentioned before. Just because someone, say, for instance, is a Democratic candidate does not mean that that person, their ideology or what they're bringing to the table is going to be best suited for you. You see what I'm right. saying? So you know, we can't get caught up in labels all the time. Um, I, I think it's, 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 a good general, it's a good place to start, but we can't focus everything on that because you, you pretty much know in general – theoretically what that party has to offer you as far as like what you as far as your belief systems and stuff like that. But we have to kinda of look at it, put it under a microscope, you know, put each candidate under a microscope and see what they're actually saying. Because if we get caught up in like you said, these labels, we get caught up in political party solely, that's when we get people into office and you see it all the time. I, I don't know about you guys, but I know even here in Indianapolis, I said you have people that have been sitting in certain seats for years, and it's because they have a particular label, particular label, they have been able to keep that seat and stay in that position for years, and they have not done anything worth noting for the people of that community. So we have to really get beyond just this superficial knowledge of politics 
and kind of delve into uh, what these people have to offer because a lot of times a lot of people don't research these candidates. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie, I've been guilty of it in the past. Like, you know, you you go, get to the polls and you realize you didn't, you weren't as prepared or educated as you thought you were, and you just look like, well, yeah. hell, damn, this Start person. looking at all those buttons and go, what? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, yeah, so, you know, sometimes you get to the polls and go, well, this person's Democrat, so let me just go ahead and vote for them. And that time, sometimes can be to your detriment. Because you don't really know who this person is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So you know, um, and, you know, and I, I think, noticed too. At least I live in a smaller town in Indiana, but I know people that's running on my local level. You know, and I know I, I I'm sure you can say this too about Indianapolis. It's still at the end of the day, it's not a very big planet. You know, yeah. with the information age and what it is, you can probably ask around and start asking around enough people and probably find out a lot of stuff about the people you're voting for on the local level. Right. And then, you know, um, like I said, you like you said, you, there's a lot of tools that you can use. Like 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 you said, this is an information age. I mean, and a lot of these candidates, they have websites. They have websites. They have mm-hmm. social media. They have web pages where you can go. It's right there in black and white. White. You can go to these pages and you can learn about these candidates and where they stand. But it's just as simple as hell. You can get on and do a Google search, and it will. A lot of times, it will take you right there. It's just a lot of people don't want to do the work. They want everything handed to them. And they don't want to get out here and do just the basic research, something as simple as research. And I think that will save a lot of people a lot of trouble. But I just think we, we live, like you said, we live in a society where um, people don't want to take that initiative. So, um, I, you know, I know we've been on this topic for a while, but I just want to just stress the importance of people getting educated about these candidates because, you know, you can't just get into the habit of just thinking because someone is of a particular party that that person is the best candidate that will fit your needs. And it's not about what you feel that someone else will want you to vote. As you have to do what's best for you. You have to vote in a way that is going to serve your best interest and your family's best interest. And I mean, even, even, I mean, even your local community because you live in that community, so you have to do what's best. That you know you have to vote for you. That's it's your vote. If nobody else's vote, you have to vote the way that goes in accordance to your belief system. So, yeah, uh, I think that's I very very important. And I think that it's I think a lot of people. That's why a lot of candidates can keep getting into office and they take people's votes for granted because you know people just go in there and just blindly. And that's what I call it: blindly giving your vote away. You know, and I and I think it's a right yeah. that people need to take more seriously, and um, things of that nature. So I don't know if you guys have anything think, else. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think that kind of speaks to some of what uh, Jill Stein has been speaking about recently about voting for the lesser of two evils. Um, I think she acknowledges she probably will not win, but vote for her anyway. 
and the the Democratic Party will notice that hey, some of these parties, you know, or some of these states, there was a, a somewhat significant lesser uh, degree of uh, um, voting for the Democrat Party and more for the Green Party or the Libertarian Party, and they will, you know, they will possibly, hopefully, take notice and start thinking, hey, we need to go back to, uh, you know, go more progressive rather than corporatist. And um, um, even though there is the danger that that can uh, put Trump in office, but I still don't think Trump is has a chance of winning. But mm-hmm. I think uh, by voting lesser of two evils, i.e. Jill Stein or uh, the Libertarian Party. I, I, I still can't remember the guy, the candidate's name, but that'll make them stand up and take notice and say, hey, we need to start paying more attention to our base. You know, there's a significant number of Bernie Sanders uh, supporters that don't support Clinton and don't want to support. Uh, vote for Clinton and are going to switch their votes over to a more progressive candidate and maybe they will you know start speaking to that that base uh, here in the next couple years mm-hmm. yeah I think and yeah I can see what you're saying on that and agree with some of that yeah I can see we I wish that we could get a third political party out there that would have enough muscle to it to put a third candidate out there. You know, that would I think at least if nothing else it would give the people more options. Options. Especially yeah. when, we're in, mm-hmm. when we're in a scenario like this of you know, blindfold yourself and eeny meeny miny mo but <laughs> but uh yeah, and, and Seneca, that, um, that that article I was referring to, I posted it on your uh, Facebook page. It's an article by Noam Chomsky. Okay. So Let's if you want to take a look at that, um, you probably can't read that and pay attention to the broadcast at the same time. It's pretty dense reading. But okay. anyway, he makes a, he makes a good argument for why we might want to vote the lesser of two evils anyway. Okay. Food for thought. Okay. Um, also, when you was talking about, uh, you said earlier, Kane, that you didn't think Trump was going to win. Guess what? I seen some scary stuff in the news yesterday. He's gaining popularity. <laughs> mm. He is gaining numbers. Uh, now, Clinton still has a nice chunk of a lead ahead of him. But he's getting numbers. He's gaining. He's closing the gap. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I, I the, the guy is a wild card. I think he, oh, yeah. he sticks his foot in his mouth. And, um, you know, he, he, he just does things that I think in the long run are just going to make people sour on him. Oh, I'm Even sure. though he may I, be... Yeah. He may go up in the numbers. He's going to go down in the numbers. He's going to go up in the numbers. But in the long run, I don't think – it might be close, but I don't think he's going to win. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I I really wish that Hillary would get out. Because one thing I will say about Donald Trump, and I got to give him props, and I had to give him some praise on this. He has made himself, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's made himself visible to the media and to the public. He has been getting, whether that's good press or bad press or in between, he has put himself out there. And I know Hillary has, but I don't think that she has put herself out there to the degree that Trump has. And I kind of feel that I just wish she would just put herself more out there. You know, uh, even though Trump is mostly out there when he's making making an ass out of himself and saying things that he shouldn't be saying or damaging to his campaign, I, I can at least say that he is making good use out of the media, out of media, and and he's he's taking advantage of that, and he's using that. To uh, he's a publicist. I yeah, mean, he's a publicist. He was a, he was yeah. a TV star. He had that TV mm-hmm. show. Um, he, his whole life, he's been a publicist. The guy, um, leaving aside his ability to publicize himself, can we look at his credentials? He's put four companies into bankruptcy. He is not a good leader. Mm-hmm. He, he just, you know, there, I, th- I, I think it was, I, I saw on um, another broadcast of the Young Turks, they, they mentioned something about how he um, just spews whatever out of his mouth that someone says to him that was in the room with him. And yeah. I think that was something that was said by his um, co-author of his novel, the uh, or not novel, his book, The Art of the Deal. That guy is working with the, the Clinton uh, uh, campaign to, you know, find strategies to discredit Trump when this guy has said that Trump basically has no original ideas. He doesn't think for himself. You can go in the room and say, hey, uh, that stop sign is green. And he'll say, <laughs> yeah, stop sign is green. Go. <laughs> and, you know, and I know, like, you guys were just talking about Hillary being not as visible, not as out there, and a little quieter as of recently. Do you think that maybe that's part of her campaign strategy? I don't think it's part of her strategy. I think it's just part of uh, the way the media and uh, other politicians and uh, whatnot have treated her over the past couple of years. She's had a very rough time with uh, Benghazi, the the email thing and whatnot. And I think she is just kind of withdrawn from, uh, you know, personal interaction with, the, the media just because she's been treated um, I don't know about uh, the email thing but as far as the Benghazi thing I think she's been treated unfairly uh-huh. and I think that has and, influenced her her, her approach and you know to, maybe and I wondered because I had been thinking some of that same stuff that maybe you know her lack of some visibility maybe there was an intentional reason for that and you know, I guess we'll 
but she's, you know, like I said, we're getting, we're winding this thing down. She needs to get with it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, time's of the essence. And like you said, this is the point in the campaign, like when you get down to the last couple of months, pretty much you see in the polls what you're going to get. Yeah. Yep, and he's closing numbers. She better get her act together. But And, you know, maybe that was an idea for her publicity. Maybe it was, you know, give him a minute to make a real idiot of himself and then mm-hmm. come back well, on a little also, stronger. And I think also it was a strategically bad move for her to not choose Bernie Sanders. I'll tell you guys, I am a Bernie Sanders supporter. I would be full on board with uh, Hillary if she had chosen uh, Bernie Sanders as her her running mate. She did not choose him. I am I'm and then there's the whole thing with the, the scandal with the DNC and and whatnot. Uh, you know, potentially shutting out Bernie Sanders. I I, I just. I would be on board with her 100% if she had chosen Bernie Sanders as her running mate. She did not, so now I'm thinking Jill Stein. Yeah. So this, and, and, but you know, when you think about it too, I think I don't, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I think that was part of Barack's success too, because remember when him and Hillary were um, running against each other, and he uh-huh. took the high road and pretty much brought her into his cabinet and I think that that kind of helped merge I think it was very strategic I think it was a really good idea it kind of helped merge the Hillary supporters and the Barack supporters mm-hmm. together and it, and it yeah. brought both camps together and I think that I agree with you Kane on that because I think she could have united the Democratic Party more if she would have brought him in under some Function. You see what I'm saying? I think that would have been a smart thing for her to do. So, you know, because I know that was a great divide, even at the Democratic National Convention, of people that were still bitter about Bernie Sanders not being the nominee. So I think that that would have helped bring the party together and, and, and united more in front. Now we have people dividing, divided, and they're going in different directions now. Hell, I wouldn't even be. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I would be surprised if some of the people are even looking at the Republican Party. But I don't, I don't know. It's so ridiculous. I don't, I, I can't even imagine that. But I, I think a lot of people are looking at more third-party candidates, and I just don't want to see people. I don't want to say waste their vote, but I guess I can say that because you're wasting your vote on a candidate that you know is not going to win. You know, so I yes, just, I just still, don't... it's a protest vote. Um, there's yeah. a thing, you know, that's used in, in, in many of the European countries where there are more than two options and you can vote for another candidate and hope for, you know, uh, a coalition. We don't have that in America. There is no such thing as a coalition government in America where, you know, you can say, uh, the Republicans will, well, maybe. I was going to say, are you sure? Because with, I, uh, 
libertarian, mm-hmm. or I mean, with the, not the libertarian party, the green or the the Tea Party. Um, that was kind of a coalition. Green Tea. Not green tea. <laughs> <laughs> the Tea Party. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that was kind of a coalition. But you know, we don't have that in the uh, the American system. We've got a two and a half party system where at best we have two parties and one other party that kind of makes some attention, you know, like with once upon a time ago with Ralph Nader and whatnot. Uh, um, Talk once upon a time ago, talk once upon a time ago about Ross Perot. That too. Yes, you're correct. That too. Um, um, Many times I've, hello, did I lose my connection? No, you're still here. Oh, okay. It just went really quiet for a moment there. Um, um, I've argued many times for why can't the American political system transition to something more parliamentarian rather than presidential, in which it would be a system in which we are more inclusive instead of having two parties which try to catch all the votes. Um, this catch-all system does not work for everyone. But, you know, I'm sure that someone in the UK would probably argue against that as well, saying, you know what, we don't like the system that we got. (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah. No one is happy everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. But um, anyway, I, as I said, I think Jill Stein makes a good argument for why um, the, the third, you know, voting for the lesser of two evils has brought us the system that we have. And it's a system that we've been voting for for the past 15 years, voting for one of two people that we don't like. We don't just curious, like but. Have I missed it, or has Hillary named her running mate, and I've just missed it completely, or oh, no. is she just not uh, named one? Uh, I can't remember. The, his, his last name is Kane, and I, I know that. Yeah, Tim, Timothy Kane. Yeah, Timothy Kane. Right. Yeah. He, okay. He, I guess isn't he from um, Seneca? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't he from Pennsylvania or Maine? I can't remember I where think he's, he's from. from Maine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the state oh, of the, uh, the uber racist uh, uh, governor. I've seen Pence speaking of something along those lines. <laughs> Made me think of this. I seen Pence speaking the other day on TV, and uh, he was talking about the Trump's comments about the border, the wall that he wants to build along Mexico. And uh, mm-hmm. he said, we have a saying back in Indiana, and that's called fences make good neighbors. I'm like, really? Did well, you say that? Mexico is, Did you yeah. really say that? Well, you know, without offense, Mexico is one of our best met, uh, neighbors because they are one of our best uh, trading partners. Um, 
know, whether or not you agree with NAFTA, they, they, uh, Mexico is important to America. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of NAFTA. I've seen too many American jobs disappear because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think and they still think they're one of our yeah. biggest trading partners. Yeah, and I think and oh, I think absolutely. That, I mean, any bordering country is going to be a, a good trading partner. You know, I wish that we had more emphasis on Canada, but yeah, and that's you know that's, nothing against Mexico at all. It's just the fact that you know, look at the difference you know of complications with the two. Yeah, and I think that and that's of one Mex- of the. Go ahead, huh? No, I was just thinking I just, think that NAFTA is one of the things sorry. that the Republicans have been trying to use. They've been using that uh, as a crutch, as you know, as far as an argument on why you know they should be the ones in office. Like they, yeah, and under you know. So I think that's one of Thank the you. things that. that yeah, and I also want to say that Tim Kaine is is Virginia. It's Virginia, I believe. Yeah, I just looked it up. Okay. Yeah, oh, I was okay. just yeah stand correct. I thought it was Maine too, but I guess not. But yeah. Huh. I don't think I've oh. ever really heard much of him. I have. I don't know much about him either. Um, now, yeah. Kane, what's your opinion on this? Let's say Trump loses the election, like we assume. Hillary wins. How do you think uh, – do you think that's a good thing for Indiana? Because then that means by de facto we got rid of Pence. <laughs> um, well, I don't live in Indiana anymore. I live in Ohio, so it's a little oh, bit sorry. different situation. <laughs> um, but as far as Indiana goes, um, I would hope that Pence would lose confidence – and the voters, and that uh, someone would replace him. Um, I would hope that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm personally sorry. just I, speaking I, from my experience here with India, and I know probably since you don't live here, you probably don't follow a lot of it now. Can't blame you, but uh, <laughs> you know, just the fact that you know, a lot of people here are excited. That it's like yes. He's going to be gone. <laughs> no matter which way the election goes, at least we get rid of him here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And That's I see, I think a, a lot of people don't know, they don't know the history of um, of this guy, of Mike, Mike Pence. Like, we know in Indiana what he's done to the uh, business sector here and just how he how he's brought a lot of negative press in attention to any we know what he's done while he's and but you know everybody else doesn't know about what we what we know so i i didn't, really feel exactly. that yeah didn't he uh support uh some anti-lgbt uh um uh legislation that he oh yes eventually yeah. Uh, yeah the free he, religious he, uh, restoration yeah, the Religious Restoration Act was the biggest claim to fame that got him out there. Um, yeah. 
that was the biggest thing out there is that when him pushing that and all the business communities revolting against him and them all of a sudden go, oh, okay, we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board now since, uh, yeah, that went well. That didn't go well. <laughs> but that's just one of his many bungles. Yeah, well, didn't like a lot of like other states kind of follow suit, like South Carolina or like some other states try to adopt similar um, bills yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I and think Indiana North Carolina was used... tried doing something also. Yeah, Indiana was used as the template for what not to do. This is what happens to you when you go down the route of. Hating tolerance, and so this is what what not to do. Yeah, yep. Yep, exactly. You know, to be a realist here, um, corporations may, you know, the people at the top of the corporation they may have uh, similar opinions about, let's say, for example, the LGBT community, but you know, the dollar is the bottom line. And right. Oh yeah. That's that's what they go for. So. Well, well maybe real those big corporations. Those big corporations, they don't want to piss off, for lack of a better term, any of the quote-unquote groups or subcultures out there because, hey, they still have to keep a business image. You know. Right. They don't want to run yeah, anybody I mean, off if they want to make money. You know, you yeah, got to think about it. The LGBT community carries a lot, even though it's a sub, like you want to subculture group or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> you have to think that the LGBT community carries a lot of weight as far as uh, what's term, as far as the dollar is concerned. Like we we have a lot of uh, monetary value within our community, you know. Uh, you, mm-hmm. if you look at the, well, just at it just from a from a, a monetary point of view, a lot of gay people have more spend income. They have they have more um, income where they you know it's not since they don't. I don't want to say a lot of them don't have families, but they have more income to spend versus like a traditional family has like their kids and they don't have that that money. They're going after a market of people that we're, standards. you know what I mean? We are consumers. So you, that's why we, we, we carry a lot of value, and you don't want to really off the gay community, especially look at the influence that a lot of them have, like especially in entertainment, fashion, and stuff like that. It would be smart. That's why even uh, Mitch Daniels didn't touch a lot of gay issues because he knew in the back of his mind that, this right. is not one community that you really want to attack. It's not very, yeah. it's not very smart to to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember Mitch saying, addressing the Republican Party several times and saying, "Let's not focus on social issues." You know, his fancy way of saying, "Let's let's leave the gay people alone." <laughs> yeah, and let's not stick our foot in our mouth. Yeah, you know, sucks. I think we. I, think yeah. I have to. I have to jump off for a minute. I'll try and be back okay. here in a few. Okay, that's fine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, I I, I feel Kane. Um. So political 
environment out there. I want to get to this Colin Kaepernick fiasco in a minute because I know that was one of the main things that I listed that I want to talk about. I want to get to that in a minute. But what's the political climate out like out there in, in Ohio right now? What uh, I don't want you to give your exact location, but like what city are you in? And like what's the political climate out there? I mean, currently. Uh, I'm living in Columbus, Ohio, and it's probably not too different from what you're experiencing in Indianapolis. Um, uh, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick, or Kaepernick, I'm sorry, Kaepernick I can't pronounce King. his name right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I am seeing a lot of posts on my Facebook page from people that live here in Columbus that are in support and uh um, against what he did. And uh, most of what I'm seeing that people are saying against him is just ridiculous. Um, you know, I, I think what he did is an American act. That That is American to, to, to protest something. I mean, why? Why? I, I just don't understand, you know, the, the, right. the pushback against him because um, uh, the the nature of American politics and American um, society is to, you know, uh, protest what you disagree with and for us to support it. Um, what is that quote? Um, I'm trying to remember. Again, I'm zoning out on <laughs> what I'm trying to think of. But basically, you know, I agree to disagree with you. You know, you, you can have your opinion. Yeah. I don't agree with it. But I will support your disagreement with my opinion. Right. Um, that's the way it should be. And But a lot of people are saying such crappy stuff about this guy. And um, mm-hmm. anyway, especially I don't know if you've seen heard what Tommy Lauren had to say, you know, the pretty much the irrelevant bimbo, young bimbo that is used as a mouthpiece or um, a figurehead of ignorance on Fox News, which we're going to get to that in a minute, um, because she made some some points and, I, and I'm going to read the, her statement that she made about him. Because to me, it just seems like, you know, she wants to use the argument, well, since you are part white, why are you speaking up against injustices of black people? And you are raised by white parents. So So that means that he shouldn't speak up on um, any wrongdoing. Like, um, hell, the, the guy is partly black. So you, you, you think that he's supposed to just sit, sit back because... And then something else that she brought up too. I mean, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through her points in a minute because I'm, I'm gonna eat her up alive here in a minute because I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna say I'm a, I'm a white guy. You know that. You've met me. <laughs> I support him. What What does that say about me? In her opinion, <laughs> what the What the fuck? Yeah, we. I'm gonna get on her in a minute because I, I just want to put this. I'm gonna set this whole thing up. I want to set this. Um, scenario up for people who don't know what's going on, which you have to be living under a rock not to know what's going on. So, pretty much um, 
Kaepernick, he is uh, he's a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And I guess he's been immersed in controversy lately because he refused to stand during the playing of the national anthem. And if anybody, if you do the history on that, on that, you have to look at it from a historical context. A lot of people don't want to look at things from a historical context. And, and from what I heard, that this national anthem was not written. You got to look at when it was written. It was not written. It was probably written by somebody who did not look at blacks as equals. And at the time of this, you know, when this this national anthem came out, you know, blacks were not viewed as citizens of this country. They weren't viewed as uh they thought they were viewed as three fifths of a human. They were they did not have the same rights that uh, whites had. So we have to look at things from a historical context. But I'm going to read an article. I'm going to read at least part of it really quick from a NFL media reporter by the name of Steve Wick, and his article is entitled "Colin Kaepernick." explains why he sat during the national anthem. So this is going to go inside of his mindset explaining why he refused to stand. Okay. Okay, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin uh, Kaepernick was willingly immersed immersed himself into controversy by refusing to stand for the playing of the national anthem in protest of what he deems are wrongdoings against African Americans and minorities in the United States. His latest refusal to stand for the anthem, which he has done in the, at least in one other preseason game, came before the 49ers' preseason loss to Green Bay at Levi's Stadium on Friday night. Quote, I am not going to stand to show pride in, for a flag of a country that oppresses black people and people of color, Kaepernick told NFL media in an exclusive interview after the game. Quote, to me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the streets and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. The 49ers issued a statement about Kaepernick's decision, and this is what the statement says. The national anthem is and is and always will be a special part of pre-game ceremony. It is an opportunity to honor our country and reflect on the great liberties we are afforded as citizens. In respecting such American principles as freedom of religion and freedom of expression, we recognize the right of an individual to choose and participate or not in our celebration of the national anthem, unquote. Niners coach Chip Kelly told reporters Saturday that Kaepernick's decision not to stand during the national anthem is his right as a citizen and said it's not my right to tell him not to do something. NFL also released a statement obtained by the NFL media insider Ian um, which states, players are encouraged but not required to stand during the play of the national anthem. By taking a stand for civil rights, Kaepernick, 28, joins other athletes like NBA's Dwayne Wade, 
Chris Paul, LeBron James, and Carmelo Anthony, and several other WNBA players in using their platform and status to raise awareness to issues affecting minorities in the United States. However, refusals to support the American flag as a means to take a stand has brought incredible backlash before and likely will in this instance. The NBA's Muhammad Abdul Raouf of Denver of the Denver Nuggets, formerly Chris Jackson, before converting to Islam, refused to acknowledge the flag in protest, citing similar reasons as Kaepernick and saying that it conflicted with some of his Islamic beliefs. Um, Let's skip on down here. Uh, Kaepernick said that he is aware of what he is doing and he knows that it will not sit well with a lot of people including the 49ers he said that he did not inform the club or any affiliate affiliated anyone affiliated with the team of his intentions to protest the national anthem this is something that i am not going to run by anybody he says i'm looking for, i'm not looking for approval i have to stand up for people that are oppressed if they take football away, they take football away, my endorsements from me, I know that I stood up for what is right. So this article goes on. Um, it's not too much more in this, but this is my thing. Anytime we have a significant change in something or we have uh, a revolution, it starts off with going against the norm. And sometimes the norm is, you know, we need to go against the norm because it's, sometimes it is we need to bring awareness to people, you know, um, shine light on ignorance by revolting sometimes. And I think that uh, by him doing this, this says a lot about his character. He's not concerned about the money. He's not concerned about the fame or the sport. And that says a lot about a person because this man makes, from what I hear, he makes over $19 million. He has, you know, $19 million on the line. And for him to make a stand, and, 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 and he doesn't even care about all that. He's willing to put all that to the side for something that he believes in says a lot about his character. Because so many times I feel that people are willing to sell out for a few bucks. And people are willing to sell out for notoriety. People are willing to sell out for fame. And for this young man to put all that on the line, it says a lot about his character. And I think a lot of people are missing that. Now, we have to look at it from his point of view as well. You know, I think so many people are so, quote-unquote, patriotic to a default to where it a uh, that it, it is a fault. They're patriotic to a default to a point to where it is a fault. And by that, when I say that, I mean that we don't look at the history of this country. A lot of people are so ignorant to this country's history. You know, we always want to say this is this is this is the greatest country in the world. 
you know, this, that, and the other. We have freedoms that other countries don't have, and, and, and all this, that, and the other. And you, you even look at Trump campaign, make America great again, make, make America's this and America's that. You know what I'm saying? But you have to look at it from all angles. And, and to a lot of people, this has not been the America that we try to paint to the world around us. You look at less than, well, just a little, you know, about 50 years ago, we had um, a system in place called Jim Crow to where if you were caught on the quote-unquote wrong side of the tracks, you could easily find yourself lynched or killed. You have to look at the fact that uh, religious institutions were burnt down. Families were killed. Women were raped. Um, Communities were pillaged. And all because of hatred and intolerance in this country. So we cannot forget that this history has taken place. So, you know, um, even if we look at, at the, you know, what's going on um, in this country now where we have um, cops getting off and, and people are, are not getting justice and, and you see the, you see the biases in the, you know, in the world around us, even in, in, even in the media, we see all this stuff that's going on in our culture, even in 2016, how can you blame certain people for feeling the way that they feel? You know what I'm saying? Why, how can, how dare you, you know, uh, Tell people that they should not feel they they know. I said, how are you gonna tell somebody if you know that you're not being treated fairly or you're not looked at as an equal in this country, where it's clearly obvious? How dare you tell somebody that they they should feel a hundred percent patriotic? You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I just think it's it's utterly ridiculous. And then for you to be so patriotic, you should respect the fact that that's his right not to want to stand. During the national anthem So I really feel that You know you can't be hypocritical On one hand and say well You know blah blah This that and the other and you should be patriotic But still you don't want to recognize This man's right to Not stand during the national anthem You know what I'm saying and this guy Has some viable points it's not like he's trying to Do this for attention this man's Putting up, putting everything on On the line like you said, he's putting his career online. He's putting millions online, endorsements online, just because he wants to speak out for a group of people. And, like, mind you, he could be just like any other person. Like, you know, he could he could easily coon out and not stand up for his, his, you know, stand up and just go along with the flow. But this guy is standing up. And speaking out against these injustices And mind you he's biracial So he could easily be like well You know I'm partially White so I don't You know so I don't feel that this this totally Relates to me you know what I'm saying So I really think that You know I think it's a shame That he's receiving all this backlash You know and, and the thing about this He was raised by white parents so it's not like He is Racist against white people He's just speaking out against the injustices Of black people I mean and he identifies Partly with The black culture because he is part black You can't sit there and blame that man For not for not denying his heritage That's ridiculous 
So I don't know what did you have to say about this, uh, Kings? I know you you started to talk about it earlier. You know, again, I just wanted to say that it's one of the most American things to protest in a manner such as this. Um, You know, burning a flag, sitting down, whatever way you choose to make your statement is not un-American. the reason you're making that kind of statement is to try and make the country better. It, it is not un-American. It's the most American thing to try and make the country better. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like getting to, I don't even want to read the story about Tommy Lauren because to me she's very irrelevant. But pretty much her clap back or her response or rebuttal to him is um, she was talking about how, uh, let me see what some of the stuff she said. She was talking about how, what do you complain about because you you make $19 million a year and you play for a white-owned team and you, you get your checks from a white man, so or you get your checks from a white owner, so what do you complain about? Okay, that is let, me, let me stop she here because, me. first of all, she's acting, and this goes back to, it almost sounds like she's, she's using the argument that, that, that you can compare it to, like, the, the slave master is giving you a job right. that, or giving you, yeah, giving you a few little crumbs, so I'm you should be grateful. Yeah. I'm thinking that's sounding like a very racist statement in itself right there, even though she probably doesn't think that it is racist. I think that is. Yeah. But like you said, this, this, this young, she's a young commentator and she doesn't realize that she is being played because I'm going to tell you, she, she is, she talks a big game on the Fox News network, but I've seen interviews where people have confronted her out in public and she runs away like she you know she she cowers down and she's back now she's not as tough as she tries to put on but getting back to the point i was making is like she's making it seem like they are doing him a favor when he's doing them a favor because he's offering his talent to them without his talent they wouldn't even they wouldn't even be profitable and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest right. with you, without the talent of a lot of black athletes they wouldn't have be they wouldn't be as profitable as they are. So she oh, can yeah. miss She's making with them a that. lot of money. Yeah, so you know that that to me Yeah, and, and the fact that you're talking about this man's paycheck, you're trying to count his 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 money like okay, just because someone's making X amount of dollars or they're making a lot of money, that doesn't mean that they does that mean that they can't speak out against injustices? That's that to me that right there was that that was an ignorant statement right there. You know, um he's using his platform to address these evils and address these uh issues that are going on. And also she made a she made a um statement talking about where well, you have black you have a black president, you have a black politicians and 
um, that have failed you. So before you want to talk about white society failing you, and you she, she want to bring up the whole thing on black on black crime, when really that like like we've discussed on the show, black on black crime is something that is used. It's it's a false argument that is used to deflect from the issues that are at hand, because when you look at the issue of black on black crime, you have to look at all communities. You're going to commit crimes out of convenience, not out of right. So if you are in a black community, quite obviously you're going to be committing crimes against other people that look like you. That's the same in any community, like even if predominantly white community. Most white people commit crimes against other white people. Most Latino people commit crimes against other people. And if you look at the raw data, if you look at the raw data, it's not the black blacks that are committing the most crimes. So, you know, before she wants to get on here talking these these talking points that are not even true and accurate, she really needs to look at the raw data. And the raw data is going to show you something different. So, you know, like I said, she's using these same talking points every time because I'm going to tell you something about her. Her show is very irrelevant. And the only time that she gets relevance is any time that there's something pertaining to black people in the media. So these same people that you always want to talk against and that you always want to um, show a negative life against, they're giving you relevance. They're giving you ratings. So to me, it seems like if it was a group of people that you, you, you have such a negative, you know, uh, mindset on, why is it that every time there's something in the media about me, you jump on that just to get your ratings up. You see what I'm saying? And what, uh-huh. what, uh, what media outlet is she uh, speaking from? Is that Fox? Fox said? News. Okay. Well, we know about yeah. Fox. Yeah. Um, they are not the most reliable as far as uh, News reporting goes because uh, they 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 really rely on a lot of propaganda that is inaccurate and uh, uh, you know they 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 spin a lot of uh, news and facts and whatnot that is um, I mean how how you know. This is kind of relevant. How how do they report Black Lives Matter? I mean, what what did they say about Black Lives Matter? And well, I, I don't they, think that their reporting on that is is accurate either. And um, the story with Ka- Kaepernick, he's just trying to make a statement, and um, many people are spitting it as him being, you know. Unpatriotic, which is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, uh, not being appreciative of his position as an athlete in a white organization, the football team, which is uh, bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I, what do you guys think about that? Well, I, I'll say this, like you know. Um... I lost my train of thought. Um, uh, uh, 
that's understandable. We're we're pissed off about <laughs> some things here. <laughs> I mean, but it's just I, I just think it's really um yeah, I know what I was gonna say, like, you know, it's just really sad that, you know, uh you know, all this hatred that he's receiving from and, and it's not from all and and give me it's not from everybody, but just the, the amount of hatred that he's receiving from some people it kind of justifies his his stance, you know. Um, right. You know some um, of the, the the names he's been called. He's been called all all kind of derogatory racial slurs and everything else. It kind of justifies his stance. Like, why am I going to stand until I see some some changes and some you know um, things brought to light? Why should I stand for a country where I'm not considered equal? You know. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think you've got a good point there. You know, why should he stand for the the national anthem or uh, when you know a significant portion of his uh, um, uh, what, what am I trying to say? His uh, um, racial or uh, not racial? Uh, um, I know what you're saying. His his his, his people are being stomped on and mm-hmm. uh you know it, it it's just you know just not fair yeah. he should not have to have to stand you know and it doesn't necessarily mean that he is unpatriotic right uh, he 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 may be one of the most patriotic people among us but you know he wants to you know, display his uh, unhappiness with the way that um, his uh, people uh, are being, people treat, are being yeah. treated. Yeah. And, you know, and there's something else that Tommy Lauren said that pisses me off, too, because she's one of those people that that is so quick to always tell somebody what she did. If you're not happy, go back to where you came from. No, first of all, first first I, of all, first of all, you're argument. not. First of all, whore, you're not indigenous to this country yourself. And before you tell somebody to go back to where they came from, girl, first of all, you you need to get an identity, and second of all, you need to realize that this country was built on the backs of blacks and other minorities. So before right. you tell yeah. somebody. To go back to you where they come from. You go back to England. You go back to France. You go back to Germany, and then think about telling uh, African Americans to, to go back. Yeah. So you know, don't tell anybody to go back anywhere because first of all, Boo Boo, I said you young whore. You have not established anything in this country. You have not. You you have not sacrificed a damn thing. So for you to tell somebody that they need to go somewhere, first of all, you need to establish something yourself. You need to establish and, and, and make some sacrifices yourself before you tell anybody to do anything of that nature. You know, that's just that's just like I said, she's young, she's naive. I don't even think she's 25. You know, she's being played like a fiddle by Fox News. And like I said, her show has no relevance until she, she gets on there like, Anytime she she jumps on anything that has to deal with black people or controversial issues dealing with black, nobody even knows who she is. The only 
she they only hear about her when she says controversial stuff. She's she's an attention whore. That's what she is. She's an attention yeah. whore. And to me, she seems like one of those. You know, she has so much negative stuff about say about black people. I guarantee you, she comes across to me as one of those chicks that behind closed doors she's slobbing black dicks down. That's what she does. <laughs> because you you just seem like you in too much opposition, and you you know you start one of those people. She's like one of those people that she's in in so much opposition against the black community, but behind doors. You the same one that's trying to chase down black men and do this, that, and the other. And now you try and put out a front that you this wholesome, um, conservative uh, girl that, you know, I, I, I guarantee if you did dug up her past, man, you're going to find some, some unsavory things about this girl. I'm telling you. She just seems like that type. I said, you want to put on this image for Fox News, but baby, let me tell you, you seem like someone that if we dug some skeletons out of your closet, we would be surprised. Well, other people would be surprised, not me, of what we would learn about her. You know, and I just think it's ridiculous for you to not even, uh, to be, and you just seem like you so, what are you so angry about, boo-boo? You, what are you so angry about? You you claim that um, that you're so patriotic, but like like we've been saying, you should respect this man's right to speak out against injustices. So he's supposed to sit back like a good old slave Negro, submissive slave Negro, and not say anything about the, the injustices that he that he sees. I think that it says a lot about your character to even overlook all this stuff that's going on. But you want to all put the blame back on everybody else except the people that it needs to be blamed. The place the blame needs to be placed on. She's 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 sickening to me. She's she's disgusting to me. She's an irrelevant attention whore, and I think that she needs to be stopped and she needs to be silenced and she needs to she needs to shut up and have several seats because before you want to judge somebody. Then put your put walk in their shoes and and, and 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 go through the things that they have to go through, okay. And before you want to group a whole, now you don't want to be grouped. You don't want to be uh, generalized. So why are you going to generalize a whole group of people? I said, you know what? She's sick, and I said, it's people like hers is the reason why racism is being perpetuated in America still. That's why hatred is still existing. And, and it exists amongst us today because of people like her, you know. So it just it just really makes me mad. I can't even think straight right now, you know. And and it's not because I'm 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 biased towards this because I'm I'm you know African American myself. I I look at any injustice of any group of people. I I I, I just I I'm against that, you know. Any minority, any person in general. I don't care who you are. You should not be judged on characteristics that you cannot help, that you were you were born with. You know what I'm saying? If, God, if you were born into this world, I don't care what race you are, you should not be judged. That We should celebrate our differences instead of like kind of, you know, it, it, just, it just really makes me sick. It, just, it really makes me angry that, you know, someone would sit there and come down on somebody for taking a stand. You know, this person, like I said, he has a lot to lose. 
He has endorsements. He has millions of dollars. He has a career that he's putting on the line to speak out against what he, he deems as an injustice. And she thinks of that as a negative thing. She ought to be ashamed of herself. You know, I'm and I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I I'm just really upset about that. That's just yeah, that's just bullshit to me. You know, if no. you uh, want to take a look at an example of go back to where you came from, might want to do a, a a show about uh, Liberia. Mm. I don't know how much you know about that, but. Uh, uh, Liberia, if I am correct, I, I could, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Liberia is a country that was bought by America uh, back in the 19th century to send uh, African American slaves back to Africa and create a country for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that country has had a lot of problems. So that might be an interesting subject. That might be something that, yeah, I can, I would like to look into. That seems like that would be a good topic to discuss. Yeah, because honestly, I've heard of, about Liberia, but I have not really researched it that much. And I and and that's something that would be worth looking into. Like we can do probably yeah, that, do something like a historical documentary on it, or do something do a show about that because that that does seem pretty interesting. Uh, they've had a lot of problems. It's it's been a problematic uh, country. Um, um, it's it's messed up. Wow. Mm mm mm. But yeah, I mean, um, it's it's just it's just silly. And then, like, I didn't know if you noticed this came how a lot of people call themselves um, protesting him. Really, I think it's silly. I said you're sitting up here burning jer- burning his jersey, but really, you're wasting your own money because he's already got the money. I mean, the money's already gone into his pocket. You you already done bought the jersey, you burning it. So really, that's 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 your money that you're wasting. You know what I'm saying? So these people they just they feel like they're making some type of statement in opposition to him, and it's really like you're making yourself look like a fool. You know, I just I just think you right. know, I I just really think that the ignorance when it, when it comes to a lot of issues, I think the the ignorance of people really rears its ugly head. And it's just really scary that we are still dealing with some of these issues in 2016. Like it's, it's really scary that we are still dealing with these issues. But I just think a lot of times we, we deal with a lot of, and this is a good topic that I would like to get into sometimes. It's like, do you think that we deal with a lot of, social media warriors, like like a lot of social media gangsters like today, like where people uh, have so much negativity to spew social media, but would they have that same level of outrage like in real life? Like, 
you know, so many people get, can feel like they can get on Facebook or they can get on any type of social media and they can just be free to say and, and do whatever they want. But in real life, would they have that same level of boldness to voice those same sentiments in person of, or, or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've noticed that. Uh, like, you even go to a lot of these chats, you go to a lot of these message boards and a lot of these, um, to a lot of these news articles and stuff. People have so much negativity to say, but in real life, these would not even have a, a quarter of social media. Hurt. Social media makes it easy for you to say what you really feel, but in the real life, what you really want to feel, what you really want to say, you cannot say. You are more polite in the real life. But on social media, I think it, it's so much easier for you to be uh, rude or racist or yeah, stupid. And and, uh, it, and I'll tell you something else too. Okay, anybody can be an actor. Anybody can. Um, anybody can be, um, like you said, uh, extreme be an extremist on social media. Um, anybody can be anything they want to be, but the real heroes and the real courageous people are like this Kaepernick guy because he's not just on social media speaking out. He is doing this in real time, like in real life. So those are the people that I acknowledge. Those are the people that I admire because this man is not just, you know, not only is he just walking walk, the but he's walking the walk. You see what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's not just doing this online. Like, you know how people are so vocal online, and which that's good. You know what I'm saying? It's good to, to take a stand, and it, it's good to be an activist, you know, on social media, doing something positive. But being take more character to, to do something like this like in real time, like in real life. You see what I'm saying? Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Because anybody can take a stand like you said on social media because anybody can be an asshole on social media because it's, it's too easy to do that because a lot of times you know you have that security of being in your home or not being face to face with the people or that you're, you know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I are people that are more, that are actually out here doing something. No. So I don't know. This is, yeah. Um, can I ask you, uh, Seneca, have mm-hmm. you had an experience where you've had to, um, Stand up for something that you've said here on your your uh, your podcast on the street in someone's face. Yeah, I mean, I've had people um, like I've had people like you know um, when I go out, I've had people just uh, I don't want to say like take a stand, but we have had discussions about what was discussed uh-huh. on the show. Like people have listened to this show. 
And to me, I mean, anything I say on this show or anything I say, I'll say it to anybody's face in the street. And I will stand by anything that I say on this show and what I support on this show. So, I mean, I've had discussions with people about different things. Now, it has never been something negative like as far as like somebody being confrontational, but um, I have discussed some of the things that we discussed talked about on this show and my viewpoint is going to be the same regardless if I'm on air or if I'm not so that's just how I feel about it like I mean anything that I say on this program I'll be willing to stay in anybody's face and that's just how it is you know and it's not about me being trying to be confrontational or being a hard ass or anything like that but that's just my beliefs and I mean like I said we're all entitled to our beliefs but don't be a social media warrior, and this just in general. Don't and, and don't be an internet gangster. And then, you know, you get out here and these, and then you 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 talking a whole different talk, or you living a whole different lifestyle. I now that's what I don't agree with. Because I would have, I, let me tell you something. Because I would have more respect. Hell, I would, and, and, and I don't, you know, I don't respect no race, but I would have a level of respect for them. They were walking that walk and talking that talk in real life because a lot of them aren't. These are the same people, and that's why I said, you just because someone smells in your face, and I say, you know, black people, we need to get to a point where we got to think of things realistically. Just because you got people smiling in your face, don't mean that they give a damn about you because some of these same people. Claim that they have black friends and that they're cool with black people and that down black people are the same ones that are in these on on these chat lines and on these chat rooms and and um commenting on these news articles saying all kind of racist stuff and you you would look at these people and you would never think that these people would would feel the way that they feel like seriously like so you you have to really be careful out here because. People are going to sing you a song and dance in your face, but then the truth is going to come out on social media or behind closed doors. And to me, I think you're going to, to me, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be consistent. I'm going to, you know, how I feel is how I'm going to feel. Whether, whether, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be me regardless. It's not going to be one thing on social media. And then another another thing in real life. I see what you what you hear here on this show is what you get from me in real life. You see what I'm saying? So um, that's just, I don't know if I really answered that question, but I mean I've never been confronted like negatively, like um, in person. But like my my stances don't change. Like what you hear on this program is what you're gonna hear from me in real life. And that's just how I'm. I'm a genuine person. I don't know how to be anything but real. So oh. that's you know I, I I I don't I don't know how to be any other way. I, I you know I, I can't put oh. on a different persona like just to please certain people. That's just I've never been that way. I just have one of oh. like either you like me or you don't. So and most people don't have a problem with me, but I mean I'm just I'm gonna be. Opinionated about something, I'm, and, it, and my stance is going to be the same regardless. So, oh, I think uh, I've had uh, 
pretty much the same approach that you have. Um, I'm walking down the street. Um, you know, I, I meet a guy um, um, here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, uh, th- there are some people that are, you know, uh, homeless or uh, disenfranchised. I, I take them down into uh, the um, the store and buy them a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I give them a ride. Um, uh, that's what I've done in the past. Um, I've always treated my neighbors whatever the race they are mm-hmm. uh, with equality and uh, you know, try to uh, you know, help them That's what's really lacking in society. We had just lost, I, I, and, and I had to go back to social media. I said, I think it's just removed level of empathy that we have towards people. Like, I think it's just developed like a really huge emotional divide. Now, I think we've lost that. We've lost that um, sense of caring for people. We've lost that sense of getting involved. Like we see now, like we see now, where it's it's getting to the point now where we see crimes literally happening in front of us, and instead of us calling the police or getting involved, we want to pull out our cameras off camera phones and re- go to social media and, and, and spill the tea and, and record and this, that, and the other instead of getting involved. Or we, we, we've gotten to the point to where, hell, sometimes we're not even doing that. A lot of people are turning a blind eye, and and, and we we have just lost that, that urge of just caring for one another and um, getting involved. Like, we just allow stuff to happen. We don't want to get involved. We don't, you know, I, I just think it's really sickening to where uh, – We've evolved as a people, you know what I'm saying. So, um, I don't know. It's it's really sad to see the the state of the human race. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I, I I think this has been a pretty good discussion tonight. Because um, I, I think the, a lot of these topics can go in in a in several different directions, and uh, I really I really think a good topic to do in the future would be uh, 
just delve into the the impact that social media has had on our society and modern day society because you look at um, a lot of the things that are going on and see just to see how social media has played a role and and I wonder how things would have turned out in certain situations if we didn't have social media. You see what I'm saying? So I think that the culture that we live in, don't get me wrong, and I'm not against social media whatsoever, but I think that um, because I think some wonderful things have been um, done through social media, but I think a lot of the downfalls in our society is through the rise of social media too. So it's like a double-edged sword. So I think that's a good mm-hmm. topic that I might do in the future. Um, how mm-hmm. has social media impacted modern day society? Because I think we can look at it from a positive and a negative type of thing. And and I think now we have a generation of young people coming up. Like I can remember a time when we didn't have social media, like barely, but now we're dealing with a de- generation where they don't know anything else besides that. So it's really going to be interesting to see how future generations, how things go, because now we're we're in a deal with a generation coming up. That's all they know is social media. I remember a time without internet. <laughs> yeah. I barely remember it. I mean, because I, <laughs> but, yeah, now, I mean, you even look at, at the school system, the education system now, like, even just with, with technology and everything, like you said, man, like, these kids, I mean, they don't know anything. I mean, it's, I don't know, I mean, times have changed so much within just the past 10, 15 years, like even since I've been out of school, high school, I believe it's going to be, oh goodness, I don't even want to tell myself, it'll be 15 years coming up next year, and just the... the, You're a young man. (laughs) No, I graduated from high school in 1988. Oh, God. There was no internet. Well, I'll tell you what. There like, was I, no computers in the, the classroom. Have you been in high school or had a, I mean, had a, I mean, because I know a lot of times some people might have nieces and nephews or, you know, they may go, uh, you know, they may stay in the gap of different people or, or they might, you know, have got children or something where they go and support the kids. Have you been able to be like the check out a classroom you know recently? Like one of one of my friends, she 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 went to um, kind of like a parent-teacher conference for her niece. It was either her niece or her god her goddaughter, but you know she graduated the same year I did and she said even from when we graduated high school, she said the school system is totally different. Oh, yeah, it's totally different. Um, you know, now... Uh, last month, uh, uh, my wife and I, we drove back to uh, Crawfordsville and uh, visited uh, my high school. And we walked through, and it was totally different. Yeah, they had computer labs and uh, media labs and and all this stuff. 
completely different from when I was growing up in the 80s. Yeah. I I just I really wish that a lot of the even the younger kids that's coming up now, I wish they would just um realize how good that they have it. Like and just um I mean, I think if they realize what they had now they would do more positive with what they have. Um and make a bigger more positive um change in the world because you know, I think sometimes I feel like people did more in the past with less, I, and I think that's I think that's the problem now. I so said we have so much at our disposable disposal that we we just take things for granted, like you know what I'm saying. Oh, and we don't realize yeah. what we have. Oh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, 1988, 1989, when I was a freshman in college. Um, we, or I, and uh, many other people joined uh, an initiative to protest South Africa. Um, We decided we were not going to use products used from South Africa, which was Kellogg. not going to eat Rice Krispies because uh, oftentimes Rice Krispies is made in South Africa and then sent over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't need the internet for that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't really think people would know how to even start a movement now. Like, we so handicapped and dependent, like you said, on the internet and technology and social media. I don't think people would know how to go about doing that now. Like, and don't get me wrong, it's, you know, change and progress is always a good thing, but, um, yeah. Uh, people can start that with. Twitter, but I I think Twitter is a fucking lame uh, platform. I've never I've never been. Think about it. I I can't get into it. I I, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Trump uses Twitter. When he has something to say, he he goes to Twitter. Oh, 140 words less. Um. How how can you make a political statement in 140 words or less on Twitter? Yeah, uh, it's it, it's lame. Um, if you want to make a political statement on social media, uh, I think probably YouTube is probably the best. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I think YouTube has came a long way too. Like I remember, I think YouTube's probably like about ten years old, ten or eleven years old now. And like that doesn't that doesn't seem like any time, but like it, it seems so long I mean it seems like a short amount of time, but it seems so long ago though, at the same time. Like it's I, I can't over, even imagine. it's over ten years. Yeah. I was using 
I was using YouTube back in uh, 2013-2014. It's been around for a while. Yeah, I think it came like it was like about '05 when um, I've heard first heard about it. it was either '04 '05, but yeah, it just and that's about that's about when Google bought it. Yeah, so. I mean, now look at the, just just the giant it has become. Like I can't even imagine, you know, the world without it. Like, um, and I mean, it's it's so much on there now. It's it's, it's almost hard. I won't say it's difficult to become viral on there, but um, a lot of the people that are successful on YouTube have been on there since you no know, its inception or like a few years after it. So now it's kind of more difficult to become a huge YouTube sensation on there because, you know, everybody's on there now. So you don't have, as you have so much competition now, but, um, but I agree with you. Like a good way to get your voice out there is to do YouTube because I mean, um, it's just so much you can do with that platform. It's so versatile. Um, I think now you you can do like YouTube live, you can do live streams and stuff on there, and all kind of neat stuff on there. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's after eleven thirty. I said um, next week, like I said, we're gonna probably just take a break. I'm gonna do the pre-recorded broadcast. I already got it uploaded and stuff like that, and I'm starting. I'm probably going to use just that next week to start. Like you said, I'm going to go to Wix, like you were telling me. I'm going to look into that and probably start building a site, start working on that, and um, getting some other things going. Like my friend Dustin was telling me at work, he said, because uh, he, he, he does music as well. He does kind of like contemporary, kind of like uh, Christian hip-hop. And his name is Blinky B. That's his, that's his stage name. But he was telling me how um, he, he he just I forgot what he used to get his page up and going. But he was just telling me too. He he gave me that good idea, like of actually starting an actual whole like Facebook account um, under because uh, he's gonna do that with his page because he has his. Se- own separate page and his wife was telling him like she just doesn't feel comfortable with him putting the you know the kids on there their pictures and stuff and then advertising mm-hmm. it using that as oh use no using it to also advertise his music so he's gonna do a separate uh, account with for his music and I think that would be a good thing for UCOFW so I can actually add people oh, as cool. friends add people as friends and I can go to like you know mm-hmm. different um. I guess groups and stuff like that, and, and you know, people that have interests, I can add them and stuff like that. Because I don't want everybody that's on my that fault. You know, what I'm saying I don't want them on my personal page. I'd rather have a separate separate page for um that. You know, what I'm saying like I want my close friends oh. and people that I deal with on my on my actual Facebook page, but I want to have a page where I can actually network and do more and and add more people pertaining to that, you know. 
So I'm going to probably have that up and going probably by this weekend. So I I didn't even think about it. That's a good idea. And I think they'll probably get more traffic. I think they'll, and people probably be uh, more prone to look at it because if they add you, they're going to be actually looking for that content versus if you just, you know, you know, put post something on your page every now and then about it. So, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to work on that this weekend. Oh, good. And, um, add That's that. Cool. So, and I think that will be a good thing to have. And I'll get my actual website finished because I really, what I want to do is I want to do some uh, written blogs as well. Uh, people that anybody that wants to contribute, people that want to, you know, chime in or they have like kind of like an open forum kind of like um, people can submit stories and articles, you know, kind of put themselves out kind of get the name out there. So it's all about supporting other people and getting positive um, messages out there and an exchange of ideas and stuff. So um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But I'm glad to hear from you. It's been a long, it's been a while. <laughs> I wonder how you were I mean, I, you know, see your posts and stuff like that, but it's good hearing from you and having you on the show. So, yeah. Sorry. So, um, I, your voice was kind of breaking up. Oh, can you hear me better now? I think so. This microphone. Yeah. I don't know what it is with this microphone. It just sometimes it it breaks up the audio. I don't know what it is. When I go back and listen to it, like it's I don't know. Like it sounds good sometimes, and then it'll like it'll break up break up the audio and stuff. So like so I don't know. I'm gonna have to work on this audio. But no, I'm just saying like it was good hearing from you. I said it's been a while. So yeah, it was good to. Participate in the um, the show again. Um, you have to excuse me because I have uh, <laughs> hiccups and and uh, my my sonny is doing some other things here in the background. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'll. I'll definitely be in touch and stuff like that, and I'll let you know about the next show. I think the next show we're going to probably do, uh, what's the night, the 8th, so we'll be back on live on the 15th, so I, yeah, we'll be back online on the 15th, so. All right, cool, yep. man. All right, well, I will talk to you later. All right, you take care, okay? All right, you too. All right, bye.